When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hop. Body I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to History Box. This will probably be the final episode as we look at the John Darwin uh, disappearance case. Um, canoe man faked his death, uh, defrauded insurance money, yada, yada, yada. And uh, in the last episode, we got to the end of the trial. John and his wife, Anne, were both sentenced to more than six years in prison before being released in uh, 2011. So, ten years. I, I bet Anne was like, six years, I'll do it in my fucking sleep. Do it in my fucking... Standing on my hands. that all no you got? No fucking problem. I'll go in there, I'll establish a power base, pronto... It'll be better than living on the outside. It'll I won't have a worry in the world. Next me, question. Rose West, Hindley, Holy <laughs> Triumvirate. <laughs> They're not putting you in that prison. Why not? <laughs> oh, because those the, those people are categorised as psychopaths and the danger to society. I'm a fucking danger to society. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. I uh, want to go in a rougher prison. Have you seen how much I defrauded? Fucking hell. Listen... I'm willing to pay for an upgrade to a scarier prison. <laughs> it's got to be possible. I've got some money coming through. Don't worry about it. I can afford it. I've got. I've started uh, selling merchandise online. It's a drop shipping thing. <laughs> Under a, a false name, obviously. There's a bit in the Wikipedia page about popular culture and this story seeping through. And it says that in 2008, Hollyoaks had a storyline very similar in which character Jack Osborne faked his death and adapted the identity of the recently deceased Eamon Fisher with the help of his son, Darren. I don't know what any of that means. I don't watch Hollyoaks, but nah. it sounds good. Uh, there was the BBC programme, BBC4 programme, Canoe Man, which is on YouTube, which is a film uh, starring Bernard Hill and Saskia Reeves as John and Anne. And obviously, as we know and mentioned before, there's a new four-part miniseries on its way uh, called The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, starring Eddie Marson and Monica Dolan. So that'll be something to look forward wait. to. And also, in 2021, Wondery released a podcast exploring the disappearance of John Darwin. <laughs> well, best of luck to them. Can't be as good as this one. Um... <laughs> What those true crime documentaries do is they get a guy to talk very slowly with pauses 
and they play spooky dramatic music <laughs> underneath it and they dress it up as well crafted journalism but in fact it's just a man with a private school accent talking over some music in a self-important way <laughs> that's, how you get, that's how you get involved in the awards doing that's shit like that that's how you like get that. the awards on the awards circus yeah uh, there's yeah. another bit as well. Uh, it says in 2015, it was mentioned in EastEnders when it was revealed that Kathy Beale and her husband faked their deaths in South Africa for insurance payouts. I didn't know about this. Fuck off. Isn't Kathy Beale back that. in EastEnders now? Why does no one fucking keep us up to date with what's going on in Enders? When did they say that happened? What year? 2015, it says. Fucking hell. But isn't Kathy Beale back now? I don't know. I don't watch it anymore. I don't, there's no time. I know your mum does this. She has the soaps, doesn't she? She sits down she and block watches them every night. And has she her loves soaps. Her, as, as she refers to them as her soaps. Yeah. And it's the classic situation where the osteopath, Rod McDonald, yeah. who, of course, I have cut out of my circle of trust. <laughs> well, he, he cut himself out, <laughs> he, didn't he? He was never really in it. He cut mm. himself out of circle of trust. But he is quite, he's an extremely pompous man. And he pretends that he doesn't like, oh, well, your mother likes to watch her soaps. Well, you know what your mother's like with her soaps. And he sits down and watches every last fucking second of all of them with her. Knows everyone's name. Yeah. Gets embroiled in the fucking plot lines, right? But then patronises her again. Oh, you know your mother and her soaps. It's all, uh, not really of much interest to me. I don't watch television much. He's one of those cunts. Probably pretends to read the paper while they're on, but just peers over the top. Yeah, but then he in. keeps going, oh, uh, well, I thought those two had split up. Oh, they've got back together, have they? Well, that's a mistake. He'll say <laughs> something like that. And she's like, well, I thought you were reading the paper, cunt. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. I can't help. Picking uh, things up as I go along. He could go on fucking mastermind about any of them. <laughs> I mean... Well, to be fair, it's not hard to get on mastermind these days. Do you know what I mean? You do you any can fucking subject. pretty much anything these days. Fucking yeah. hell. Mate, um, I went on a thing once. called I think it was called Talk of the Terraces. And it was like... I think it was on ESPN. Or before mm. that, do you remember Satanta did at the yeah. football for a while didn't they yeah. but I think this was when it was on ESPN and it was Mark Chapman and Kelly Cates and every guest who went on I must have told this story before had to do a quiz like mm. a mastermind style quiz under the spotlight live mm. on TV yeah mm. when I went on it was me and what's his name um, from the Inbetweeners. You know, uh, completed it, mate. The funniest one. Oh, yeah, the bullshit lad. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really nice bloke, that bloke. And, uh, and Amir Khan, right? Yeah. And Amir Khan had to answer questions on Bolton. He didn't have a fucking clue, right? <laughs> I think matey boy from the in-betweeners I think he might have done Man U he did sort of alright but not that well and then do you know what the producer who I knew had gone or one of the producers not the main one I knew and they said he's Australian lad and he'd go don't let Sam do West Ham because it'll be unfair on the other two right what to do the team he he would, 
he thought that the other two, I think where I was editor of Heat, so they thought that, I don't know, maybe they thought I'd have about a similar level of knowledge on my football club to these other yeah. two celebs, i.e. kind of followed the team. And he went, no, Sam will know like loads of stuff about West Ham. So you're going to, okay. And I said, well, I'm not going to do another club. And they said, you've got to pick a player. So I said, all right, fine. Made it fucking easier. I picked Frank McAvenny, yeah? <laughs> and it's much easier because when you go, then you just jump on Wikipedia and you you fuck it. There's only so many questions they're going to ask you about yeah, a player. Yeah, that's where, that's so where they'll go, have got their questions from as well, Wikipedia. Exactly. Where is he fucking born? Who did he score his debut against? How many appearances did he make? Blah, de, blah, de, blah. I just got my good wife to test me nonstop mm. for about like five hours before the show. Yeah. Not that I was taking it seriously. No, not at all. Of course not. No, again! But... Again! <laughs> again! <laughs> no! No sleep! Not tonight! Turned up at the studio. I got every single fucking one right. Get in And there. I broke the series record. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. They, they said they had a leaderboard mm-hmm. and I went right to the fucking top of it. It was mm-hmm. an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. And Broke when I celebrated, history. and I can tell you, Andy, and it may not surprise you to learn, I over-celebrated to an undignified extent on live television. <laughs> that does surprise me. And <laughs> it ended, no word of a lie, in me demanding Amir Khan's title belt from him, which he had with him on the set, <laughs> which he handed to me and I paraded myself uh, around with. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end Amir Khan was like give me my belt back now and I went it's mine now and he sort of gave me a stern look and went no give me my belt back mate okay you've got two seconds yeah (laughs) it was a great fucking night I felt sensational that's the the closest I've got to like the taste of mastermind if it isn't on YouTube I'll be stunned but mastermind these days it's like what's your specialist subject it's like the film four weddings and a funeral and you just think, fucking hell. Come on. You used to get people... Who presents like, it, would, it now? Um, it's It's been uh, taken over by... Uh, is it Clive Myrie, the news Was it reader? a hostile takeover? Yeah, it was hostile takeover. John um, John Humphreys was removed. Oh, I um, know that Clive Myrie. I've met him once. Yeah, he's yeah. a nice guy. So what, Seems did he be, spark yeah. out Humphreys, did Humphreys, he? And say, this uh, is my gig now. The studio was stormed in between recordings. Right. Yeah, uh, by Myrie's gang and Humphreys was, Myrie's was basically style, yeah, yeah. Humphreys was just sort of bundled into a sack and removed and taken to a he a caught Humphreys secret location. Yeah, Humphreys think, has got a mob, but they were all out back having a fag. They'd got sloppy. They'd got sloppy. Exactly. Yeah, they were, they you've were got sloppy. You sloppy cunts. They were recording three Christmas um, celebrity episodes back to back, and they just thought, "Well, this is going to be, you know, there's no, there's going to be no threat here." And yeah. of course, Myrie knew that was when they were at their weakest, and he stormed them. Yeah, and uh, switch off just for a moment in that game, Chris show hosting. Yeah, and that's it. You are dead meat. Humphreys was dumped in a warehouse um, somewhere in Scotland, I think. Still and, there now, um, for all we know. Who cares? Yeah, he's yesterday's man. It's Myrie's gig now. But yeah, have you ever d- read about how Humphreys is really tight with money? Like unashamedly, <laughs> I think it rings a bell. Yeah, it's not. It's not like. I'm not spreading the rumour or anything. He, he, he celebrates it. He admits it, mm. right? He, he likes to, to boast about how tight he is. <laughs> right. So, he, But he does really funny things. Like, yeah. um, 
he reuses tea bags, you know. <laughs> and um, he's also one of these people, although something tells me that you, did you admit to this once? And it's not really a tight thing, but it's sort of like, I just find it funny, is that people, when they go under a bridge or through a tunnel in the rain, they quickly switch their windscreen wipers off and then switch them back on again <laughs> what? when they come out the other side. <laughs> Save Depends energy, how mate. Long the tunnel is. Same energy, mate. They're just under a bridge. That's, you could waste two strokes there, and that's wear and tear. Next MOT, they're going to have to replace the blades. Yeah. Great. Nah, How that, much are they going to charge you for that? That wasn't me. If it was like the time tunnel, which takes about five minutes to get through, yeah, I'd switch the wipers off because it's wiping yeah. at nothing, isn't it? But it was yeah, just, yeah. you know... It'd it, make a horrible noise. I mean, the noise is the worst thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But if it's a small tunnel, then no. No, I can add, on. Later on, I'm going to Google like examples. I can't bother doing it now of John Humphrey's tightness because there was a long list of them that he boasted about in an interview <laughs> once, and I found it so, so amazing. He was I really respect him for bo- for owning it and boasting yeah, about yeah. it. He was basically Norbert Colon from Viz. It yeah, was famously tighter than a nuts chuff. Than a nuts chuff, exactly. <laughs> but he loved it, you know. And it is like the main fucking man, wasn't he, on on the Today yeah. program for years beating the shit out of politicians. That's what he did by by morning and by afternoon he was just reusing fucking tea bags. Taking, steaming open envelopes so he could then repurpose them. Taking one pound off coupons out of that he cut out of Tea yeah. Brick magazine up as the <laughs> <laughs> fucking money hell. Off. What a life John Humphreys was leading. Turn up at work in the morning, make a cunt out of the Prime Minister live on air, <laughs> fucking reduce the cunt to tears. Go on, get my coupons clipped. Have a nap. <laughs> Make three cups Asda. of tea using one bag. Bag, get, go to get, bed. Get, get up the Asda, get 70 pence off a packet of custard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Humphreys lifestyle right there. And I wouldn't change it for the fucking world. Lovely stuff. Um, we should probably have a look at Anne and John Darwin before yeah. we end this episode. That's why we're here. We'll look at Anne first. She did an interview in 2016 with the BBC where she said I feel guilt until I die um, interview with Victoria Derbyshire um, so it says that she went to prison uh, she was shunned for several months by her family but her sons who of course had denounced and disowned both their parents uh, her two sons have, have since forgiven her so that's quite nice mm. um, Mark and Anthony um, she kept up the pretense by lying to her sons, telling them her father had died. She said, I was leading two lives. I was going through the emotions of living the life of a widow. And I suppose I was performing that life in a way that I thought people would expect me to under the circumstances. It certainly wasn't. <laughs> by going a- back and forth loans to Panama. To Panama. <laughs> <laughs> and buying properties left, right and centre. Proper, proper widow stuff. It wasn't an easy <laughs> thing to do, but the emotions that people saw weren't an act. Well, weren't they <laughs> they were genuine emotions but the emotions were for different reasons because of how I was feeling about what I was putting the boys through uh, <laughs> right so you weren't grieving your dead husband who wasn't dead you were emotional because you were lying through your teeth to your sons uh, she says seeing their pain was unbearable but people felt the emotions they saw were ones of my own grief but it wasn't that way at all it was just a living nightmare so uh, yeah, she was she was emotional because of the huge two hundred and fifty thousand pound 
sum that they were trying to defraud. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Asked how, how it felt to lie to her sons that their father was missing, presumed dead. She said, fortunately, I didn't actually have to do that in person, but nonetheless, that guilt will remain with me for the rest of my life. I don't think she's... Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking that she's completely um, absolving herself of this. I think there's still a level of um, bullshit going on here. No, she's about you. big time bullshit, in mate. Um, what else does it say? Yeah, Mr. Darwin hid at the family home in Seton Caroon near Hartlepool till, until the couple with Mr. Darwin using a false identity, John Jones. Oh, can we do John Jones t-shirts? <laughs> t-shirts with yes. John Jones on. <laughs> My name is John Jones. Just John Jones. John Jones. John Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Jones, Panama. Just John Jones, nothing else. John Jones. Any any t-shirts that lead to questions being asked, I'm all in favour of. Um, <laughs> she wrote to her sons from prison. After a few months, one of them wrote back and then asked if he could come and see her. So it seems that the wounds were gradually healed. Uh, she's written a book as well called Out of My Depth. That's very good. Oh. The whole canoe sea thing. Yeah, excellent. Um, she's got a grandchild now. And um, while in prison, Mrs. Darwin decided to separate from her husband after seeing a psychologist. She says, uh, although he was controlling, she said she could not blame her ex-husband 1,000% for her decision to go along with his plan. She now works for the RSPCA as a secretary. So that's nice. And she says, I'm happy. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I have no feelings towards John whatsoever. Completely zero. <laughs> no emotion whatsoever. And I couldn't care less about him. Yeah. I've been in prison. I've forged a new life. I've learned things. I've seen things in prison. That were um, that you would not, not believe. That were more interesting than anything John could have provided me with. Let's say there was I've a seen... lass in there who had special privileges. I wasn't <laughs> sure why, but she kept a canary in a cage in her room. <laughs> her name was what Harriet was Grout. <laughs> what was fascinating was even if she opened the door to the cage, the bird would just sit happily. You could uncage it, but it had no desire to be free. Strange institution like, like. <laughs> maybe yes. <laughs> so that's Anne. She's you know, she's moved on. 
Her sons have now reconciled with her, and it's it's as close to a happy ending as you're going to get. John Darwin. Here's a here's a question then for Go you, on. mate. Would you forgive your mum mm. anything? Don't know. Depends on what anything means. Probably. But then again, yeah, no. I sort of feel as if you'd probably. No, you, you, I don't know. You could give you? your mum anything, wouldn't you? Depend. I, I don't want to delve into what horrors she could have done that I wouldn't well, like, forgive if, her for. If, I won't say this to you, but like, if my mum purposefully killed one of my kids, <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd probably not forgive her. You couldn't forgive that. No, exactly. So there's, there's obviously. But that's the only thing the I line. can think of. I don't know. Or she, well, what about if she killed Nelson? I wouldn't Would put past her. Like, you tell me. Would you forgive her? I'm trying to think it through. What if, what if my mum killed Nelson? Would you forgive her? <laughs> I wouldn't forgive her, mate. Well, fair Unless enough. you came to you and said, look, Sam, I know my mum's killed your cat. Or, like, you called me up and said, Sam, listen, before we start recording today, I uh, know I heard, I saw you put on Twitter that Nelson was found dead. Mm. And I go, yeah. And you go, yeah, listen, um, I've got something to tell you about that. It was my mum that did it. But like, what are you talking about? He just died. I think he just died in his sleep. No. Well, have you done an autopsy yet? We weren't going to bother. Well, He's if old. you do, you'll find that he was poisoned. He was drugged. And it was my mum came down, all the way down to do it. But I want you to know that she's going through some real problems at the moment. Um, She's been under a lot of stress. She's not herself. It's a really strange thing to do, but it's part of a pattern of behaviour and we're quite worried about her. I'd go, all right, mate, I understand. Mm. Fine. Your mum killed my cat. It's weird, but let's just let bygones be bygones. Yeah. Collateral damage. But if, damage if she just it. was like, yeah, I just fucking killed it, what are you going to do? I'd be yeah. like, oh, come on, Mrs Dawson, I can't forgive that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she go, you know, what are you going to do? I'm 75. They're not going to put me in prison. <laughs> that would be her attitude, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's like, if you put me in, they're not a, they're not going to b, even if they do, who gives a fuck? It'll be easy street in there for yeah, a woman yeah, of she'll my be age. on like library duties or canteen or something yeah. like that, wouldn't she? Yeah, she's oh, like, not, you'd not be even doing anything. me, she you'd be doing me a job. fucking favour, mate. She probably wouldn't be given a job. She'd get to sit around all day. Yeah, oh, yeah, prison's best prison of all, isn't it? How do you reckon she'd pass the time? What's her, like, preferred time-passing hobbies? God, I don't know. Telly, talking books, that sort of thing. Yeah. You'd, you'd fucking... You'd send her a, like... You'd get her a, um audible account. Yeah. And just say, Mum, when you're in there, just listen I'll, to as I'll many books up. you want. I'll, I'll pay. Yeah, yeah, I would. You I did, would, I, I would, you I did would kill her. my co-host's cat, which I maintain, Mum, was... Weird. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to say it's a strange thing to do. But it's done now. So I've got you an Audible account and you just need to get your way through prison. You need to do your time however you can do it. Just I don't know if you, would, if you were trying to drive a wedge between Sam and me, but it hasn't worked. It's and made now, us stronger, if anything. And, and now you're in prison. But in, in spite of <laughs> all of that, I do forgive you. So, And I think Sam's ready to forgive you as well. Although it would be nice if you wrote him a letter <laughs> explaining yeah. your think, reasons behind what you did. I think she needs to do that at the very least, yeah. So, um, 
an, an unsavory incident, but one that we've all learned from, I think. And I tell you what, if this did through. happen, if this did happen, it would be an amazing and award-winning podcast series. Oh in six yeah. Parts. Hi, I'm John Jones, and this <laughs> is Artichoke Media. My. <laughs> <laughs> My, over the next six episodes I will tell you one of the most amazing and remarkable stories of modern times story of two podcasters one cat and a mother who killed one of the podcaster's cats <laughs> welcome to part one of the podcaster the other podcaster the podcaster's mum and the other podcaster's cat who died from Arts Choke Media. Yeah, it could happen. Obviously, we wouldn't make it, would we? It would be somebody else would do it. No, they wouldn't let us make it. That would be... Uh, this. I caught up with Andy Dawson. I, I, I called and emailed, but he didn't respond. I wondered why he didn't want to get involved. In the end, I drove up to Sunderland, where he lives, and turned up on his doorstep. Hi, Andy, it's me, John Jones from Artichoke Media. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Go on, fuck off. Is this about my mum killing Nelson? Because if it is, I've told you I've got no more to say. I've got my own podcast. I'll talk about it on that. Thank you. I already have. There's nothing I can fucking... I'm not providing free content for you, you cunt. Listen, I fucking talked about it before it even happened. (laughs) We were just joking at first, and then my mum must have heard it, and it gave her ideas. Anyway, I've said too much already. Go on, <laughs> fuck off, John Jones from Artichoke Media. And your pal with your fucking microphone. Your boom microphone. Um, John <laughs> Darwin. you fucking Nick Broomfield. John Darwin. Where yeah. is he now? He's in the Philippines. Of course he is. Uh, according to this piece in the mirror earlier this year. Uh, he settled in the Philippines with his hard-working wife, it says here. Uh, con man, John Darwin, 70, and his bride, 47-year-old Mercy Mayer. Her name is Whee! Mercy Mayer. Wake in the up, Philippines. Mercy. I think I've got something to say to you. That's <laughs> right. It's another morning of freedom for me, John Darwin, <laughs> the notorious canoe man. And my 23 <laughs> years junior wife, Mercy May. Another day of sunshine and leisure in the beautiful Philippines. Sunshine, leisure, (laughs) and probably a nosh later on. (laughs) Well, here we go, and here we go, and here we go. (laughs) I sing that every morning when I wake up. It gets me started. I go down on the beach, do my yoga, and I sing Rocking All Over the World by the Quo. Uh, fucking hell, it's exhilarating. I am living the fucking dream. I tell you that. Who needs coffee? <laughs> the mum of three, Mercy May, sublets her clothing stall in the city's market, Manila, and runs another retail venture. John still receives a UK state pension of around £134 a week. <laughs> Lovely. And I tell you what, as well, that goes a fucking long way in the Philippines. Trust that, me. That, my friend, is the icing on the fucking cake. I'm still on the pension. <laughs> Paid me Jews, I paid me subs, and now I'll take you very much, UK taxpayer. <laughs> PLC. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mercy May, I don't know where this interview is from, but Mercy May, maybe in the mirror themselves, Mercy May said, I have a new business. I've had it for three years now. Boom. Making money. That's an actual quote. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking great. Uh, what else have we got? What other info have we got? Darwin and Mercy May married in 2015 after an online romance but could not settle in the UK due to immigration issues. Um, the Philippines has had two COVID-19 lockdowns and travel is restricted, but Mercy described life as almost back to normal. She says, We can't get vacation. Any provinces need medical certificate and travel permit. Uh, she said, It says May, June or July for vaccine. Senior is a priority. Maybe John, not me. I'm 47. <laughs> <laughs> We need to. We could go out, but we need to wear a face mask and a face shield. Um, she believes in drinking lemon and ginger tea with honey to stay healthy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what... she likes all that crap. Not me. <laughs> I still get PG shipped over. I get sent over. <laughs> I get every month. I get a care package sent over for a connection I've got. PG Heinz baked beans, Marmite. And a Finders Lean Cuisine, chicken fricassee. Fucking delicious. You can't get any crap like that over here. <laughs> there was another bit that I saw as well, but I can't find it now, about John trying to get a relationship with a woman from the Ukraine, I think. But that didn't that didn't stick. So he's been uh, he's been online, let's say, since he got out of prison looking for uh looking for companionship and love. Listen, I need companionship. All I ever wanted was companionship. I am a man. It's it's not it's not always even physical, although it's very nice when it is. It's more of a spiritual connection I look for first. After that, if I can fuck, I will fuck. Trust me. I still know how. Next question. <laughs> there we are. We found, I found another story from twenty thirteen. Uh, and the headline is, I never want to see Kanu Conman again. He's just a sleazy old man, says Ukrainian blonde, 25. He flew 1,700 miles to date. Uh, the Ukrainian blonde Anna Avramenko uh, was met up with John after being pestered online with sleazy emails for three months. She describes him as a sex-starved criminal. <laughs> well, what are you up to? Oh, I've been uh, sending some sleazy emails to a lass in Ukraine. Why? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, some girls like it, some girls don't. But what I do is I send sleazy emails out to a few different lassies and I see which one has a nibble. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, it says as well, he broke the conditions of his parole by travelling from Hartlepool to uh, to the Ukraine. So maybe that's why he's in Manila now. Perhaps he's uh, can be expected to be arrested. That'll be the immigration yeah. issues that was mentioned in the Mercy May piece. He's not actually allowed to come back to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell John Darwin man alive so uh, there we go that is the Darwin Odyssey um, it was a roller coaster um, and both parties John and Anne seem to be comfortable with themselves and where it's led them to in life so you know they've served their time and we can't really argue and condemn them too much, can we? No, once they've served their time, you've got to give people a chance to uh, rebuild their lives. 
if there's one thing this podcast's about, it's about forgiveness. It really is, yeah. We should. We actually thought when we first started that we were just calling it the Forgiveness Podcast. <laughs> but it was mostly about the Premier League, so they didn't say much point. Each week, we invite a different villain from our past on and forgive them for being cunts to us. <laughs> this forgive week, them publicly. <laughs> this week, it's the cunt from the video shop who stitched Andy up over... <laughs> Over a receipt issue in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, this week it's the HR exec at Comedy Central who made Sam's daughter cry for no reason. <laughs> some things are beyond forgiveness, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Right, that's well, it. Then. Yeah, certain things. That's it from the Canoe Odyssey. We'll be back. We might do another life logistics next time as we're entering twenty twenty two. We haven't done one name in a while. There must be a few emails stacked yeah. up. Get in touch if you want anything sorting out as 2022 kicks in. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.